Hi, I'm Richard Maxwell here with another episode of the Creativity and Music and Music Education Podcast. We had a week off uh, just recently for the um, fall break for the district, so uh, there's been a week in between the episodes, and um, over time, uh, over that time, I actually spent part of it in Washington, D.C. On, on the invitation of the uh, National Association for Music Education, doing a project with them in the Library of Congress that was that was actually pretty interesting and. In some future episode I want to talk about that, but um, right now I want to get back into this series of episodes that we've had. This is actually episode part four, if you will, um, about this idea of the creative process in general and just having a conversation with different groups of students from different classes in the program this year about how they approach their creative process. Um, this week's conversation is pretty cool. We got into a lot of details about uh, when you hit a wall and what that means and how to uh, either overcome it or work past it, depending on the students. You'll hear some interesting stories from people in different situations and what they did or are doing to um, to work through that. We talked a lot about this idea of just what it means to be creative in general as well. It's a really good conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, as always, you can find out more about the Arcadia High School Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program at ArcadiaCMAS.com. You can find this podcast on iTunes or anywhere else that you might get uh, your podcasts from. Please consider subscribing and sharing a little bit about what we do and telling your friends about it and whatnot. And you can always reach me at richardmaxwell.net. But anyway, enough of that. Uh, let's get to the episode, and here you go. Okay, so welcome back. Thank you guys for being here. Um, so what we're doing is um, we're in fourth hour right now, and... We've been doing a series of podcasts. This is the fourth episode where we've been going around in each of the classes and um, discussing kind of this one overarching concept that I'll get to here in a second with you guys. And the idea here is just to see, based on different people's levels of experience, how long they've been in the program, um, what their creative interests are, how you, how you might respond differently um, based on on sort of like the setting you're in, if you, if you will. So what we've been talking about is, um, well, for actually, I'm sorry, let's go around the room really quick and just say who you are and um, if you want your year at Arcadia or you can just say how long you've been in the program or you could say both if you want. Um, but let's just go around real quick around the... Okay, so I'm Noah Williams. Uh, this is my second year at Arcadia and second year in CMAS. I'm Jude Slovic. This is my first year at Arcadia and first year in CMAS. I'm Donald Cravello. This is my fourth year at Arcadia, second year in CMAS. I'm Cameron Sanchez. This is my second year at Arcadia and my second year at CMAS. And celebrating a birthday today. Yeah, 16. Ooh. Happy birthday! Thank you. That's awesome. Um, so what we're talking about is how you personally view your own creative process in this context. Um, and different answers, depending on your experiences, when you hit a block, for example, like, like what's your process for when you have to deal with, um, the reality on the ground, if you will, you know, like you have this idea in your head, you know what you want it to sound like, and then you start pursuing, um, either creating it or executing it or what, depending on what it is. And then you run into something that doesn't necessarily work the way you expected it to, um, or maybe doesn't work the way you wanted it to, um, how do you, like, wh what do you do to sort of get through that potential issue 
or like what's your own process for that? And maybe also as part of it, um, how maybe that's changed. Now, I realize, Jude, you've only been here for yeah. technically nine weeks and a couple of days. Um, so you may feel a little less certain or maybe you've already figured out like this seems to work really well for me when I hit that. Um, the rest of you that have got, you know, a couple of years experience might feel kind of like, you know, well, last year it seemed like every time I would have this happen, I would do this. And that would frustrate me because of blah, blah. I mean, like Cameron, you and I have talked about this actually, this very issue. Yeah. <laughs> but then things have started to change. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was a, uh, in your case, there was a, a pretty serious move forward. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago, like something all of a sudden. Switched. Yeah. Actually, maybe let's start there. Can you talk about um, at least your perception of what, what was well, going on like, and what happened? I don't know. Last year, I was constantly making music and like I in my head, I was like, this is going to be so good. And, like, at the very last, like, quarter of the project, I just gave up, and I was like, this is really bad. And, like, I told myself it wasn't good, and I ended up not liking it. But when I would get at those blocks, I just, I wouldn't move forward. I would just kind of give up. Do you feel like those were, uh, without prying, but do you feel like that was sort of, like, self-imposed? Like, was it almost like, since you had told yourself, I don't like this anymore, that it was like you were not... Yeah. Like, the, even if the solution was right in front of you, you would have been like, yeah, I'm not doing that because I don't like yeah. this anymore? I think a lot of it, too, is last year I was way more naive. So, like, even when I would take advice for you, like, no offense to you, Mr. Maxwell, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't listen to anybody, so I wasn't listening. That's okay. And I think there's a club for people like that of not listening to Mr. Maxwell's advice. <laughs> it's a big club. Like, you've got and jackets and a handshake. I feel targeted as you're staring at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but, okay, so and so where, what... And, and I don't mean this in the yeah. context of, like, haha, now you're listening to me, yeah. I'm brilliant. I mean, like, but what... I don't know. I just feel like this year I came into the program with a different mindset. Like, last year as a freshman, I came in, like, I'm, I'm going to make music and that's it. This year I just came in with, like... I'm gonna go in the class. I want to try new instruments because last year I just kind of stuck with the same instrument, mm -hmm. and this year I'm just I messed around with bass a little bit. I'm learning piano, and I recently started learning guitar. So I think a big help for me was learning different instruments and trying to add those into the song. So I think now what I've done is just like if I don't like it, then I'll start adding a different instrument or I'll switch to a different instrument. Or I'll add, like Mr. Maxwell was saying earlier, different chord progressions to try to make it more like unique and how I would like it. And another big thing that helped me was I'm not listening to references like, oh, I want my song to sound like this genre or like this style. I just kind of go in with it, I guess. And just see where it takes you. Yeah. That's so interesting to me because that's great that you, it sounds like your confidence has changed. Like mm -hmm. that seems to be the overriding thought. Because a lot of times people will say, Start with something you know that you're familiar with mm -hmm. and then modify it and try to make it your own. Like everybody goes through like a Beatles phase. Everybody goes mm -hmm. through like they talk about classical composers. Yeah. You know, everybody goes through their Beethoven phase where everything sounds like Beethoven. Yeah. Because you kind of start with what you know. That's actually really good that you're feeling confident enough to just say, you know what, I'm just going to let this yeah. go where it goes. Interesting. Any other any thoughts? Regard yeah. So... Actually, I'm proud of you, by the way, Cameron. Thank that's, you. That's absolutely awesome. Actually, wait, can you repeat it real quick? Because I, I we're just talking about this idea of like, as you're creating things and you, you know, what's your process for? Because it, you know, I think early on, it's very easy to be just like throw that oh something exists, like I made a thing. I don't know if the thing's any good or not. I don't know if anybody cares about it, but at it least lives. yeah, exactly. Like it's there. Yeah. And then at some point. And I think, in, like in Cameron's case, I think what she was struggling with a lot was 
her own sense of like almost like the producer in you was going, okay, yes, it exists, but it doesn't exist yeah. in the way I want it to. And so, and then getting trapped in kind of like a endless cycle. Yeah, like a feed, like I was gonna say, like a feedback loop of, of yeah. unable to escape. Like it becomes like this self fulfilling prophecy. So, like, what do you do, Noah, when you're you're jamming on some idea, but you kind of are it like, isn't it's not you're not feeling it? I guess you could say, like, how do you what do you do? Well. That's a hard question because I, I started off. I'd say going back to what you said about um, taking what you already know and making something out of it. I I very much started with uh, I guess Kurt Cobain's style and Nirvana, and I couldn't make anything that that did not sound like Nirvana. Just everything was alternative and super grungy. But then somehow over the maybe over the years or through CMAS, I just something clicked and maybe it was getting into different music or different mm -hmm. writing styles, but something made it so that I could actually take a riff and make it somewhat of my style. And I'm still learning that, but I'd say what I would do to when I'm, I guess when I'm at a block and I can't get past something, I try to change up the style in which I'll write it. So maybe instead of writing it you know, first on an acoustic guitar and taking that and turning it into something that's on electric or something that's on bass or something that's fuller. Maybe I'll go on an instrument I've never done before and take an idea from that and transcribe it to another instrument. Or maybe I'll, I don't know, this is really hard. I have so many ideas. That's okay. Right I can relate to what you're saying. Yeah, it's like, like I'm, yeah. yeah. I'd say... But that's sort of sometimes the point, is it's not so much that you have to have a definitive answer, yeah. just the idea that you don't get stuck with no answer. Yeah. yeah. You know, and sometimes it's circumstantial. Like, does it, okay, let me ask you this, Noah. Does it change if you're working by yourself versus if you're collaborating with somebody? Oh, definitely. So, I, my, I guess my best example is last year when I wouldn't, the, I guess one of the bands of CMAS was um, Max, uh, Andrew, and I. Mm -hmm. We were able to just, put out a riff and jam off of it and make it into a full song. But then this year I started off alone and I don't know what it was, but I just could not make anything that wasn't someone else's. I got stuck because I, I started learning how to write in key signatures and that's where I really got stuck. I, I wrote, I think, eight songs that were someone else's and not full songs, but at least one riff out of the whole song was someone else's and I had to Without just realizing starting. it. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I think... Well, there are certain yeah. patterns that are that sort of become inherently good. Question. Yeah, or or, or you know, it's a. I would argue that it's a combination of there are certain things like on guitar, for example. There are just certain patterns and certain keys that mm. everybody kind of discovers. Mm. And then if you're already listening to certain pieces of music that also encapsulate those things, you're kind of like automatically. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it just sort of, it sort of like it, you, you, it enters your mind without you realizing. Yeah, and then and you're sort like, of stuck hey in this pattern. So then the question is, how do you move past it? I'd say one thing that's really helped me, and it's hard to explain, but it's the feel of the music. Because when I notice that when I write something, and it's supposed like when I'm writing something and it's in a key signature and I'm trying to follow a specific pattern, I always right. end up writing someone else's music. But when I go off of the feel of something and something that just sounds a certain way and it's like the soul of it, that's when it starts okay. to become my own. And, he, and I can't explain it because there's no, uh, there might be theory, music theory behind it or the like. There always is. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I guess it's just something about it. I just when I take a riff and I don't think about it and I just go off of it, that's right. when I really can. When I really shine and can make something because there's. 
I actually just wrote this song that's about nine and a half minutes long, and it basically it it all goes off of this one song by Rush called Fly By Night, and it's it's uh, the interlude from too. Fly By Night, mm-hmm. but it's not like I took how he you know uses the D chord and goes up the right. fretboard, and I just took that and tried to do my own style of that, and off of that interlude, I was able to make an entire song, and I think. That whole song, I didn't go by theory at all. I just went by the feel of it and how it goes. Whereas when I was writing, trying to write in C major, I was just writing someone else's song, and I just, I couldn't get past writing my own. Well, and some of that might just also be there's an argument to be made that when you follow your instincts, you're being more creative, true to, yeah. creatively true to yourself, mm-hmm. and that when we get caught up in the rules and caught up in parameters that are sort of, well, it has to be this, you limit yourself. On the other hand, if you don't create some kind of limitations, you mm-hmm. can just go around in circles forever and never. You know, too many options sometimes can be worse than yeah. Yeah. not enough. Because then you don't know which option. Right. right, exactly. What? So, do you, I mean, you're new this year yeah. a little bit, and and not that that Jude, that's not a bad thing. I don't want you to be like, ah, <laughs> oh, he's pick-. I'm not. But it does mean that, like, I'm wondering, like, are you something that 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 first year students will tell me frequently, usually at the end of the year. Yeah. Is that. Um, they got caught up in like what they thought the experience was going to be before they got here because it's 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 weird like we talk about this all the time like how do we promote this program because it's really it seems like no matter what we do until you're in the room for like a couple of weeks straight it's really hard to explain what goes on here in a way that means something like you all get it Yeah. yeah And if one of you can figure out a way to explain it to like an eighth grader, I would be so happy because in all the years we've never quite been. I always feel lucky when we get anybody that comes in. Prepare yourselves, Echo Canyon. I just no, but you know what I mean. Like, how do you how do you get there? So I'm wondering, like, you know, where are you in the stage of that? You have some musical background, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that. I've been playing the bass for almost a year now. Right. And CMAS wasn't when I started writing music. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually in a band in my old school, and we wrote. Can I ask where that school? I'm just curious where that was. Oh, Veritas Prep. That's right. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I went there and I had a band there, and mm-hmm. we wrote. We were it. Nothing really real came out of it, but we did kind of write some stuff. Okay. So CMAS wasn't my first experience. Can I ask you? And I apologize. Talk. What does real mean in this context? I'm 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 not I mean, trying to be difficult. actual songs that we would show people and say, yeah, this is our song. So like little ditties that you would keep to yourselves. Yeah, kind of things that would help us. Was it because they weren't complete, to. or was it because you were doing? And again, not to pick on the birthday girl, but were you? Was it self-fulfilling prophecies where you'd be like, "Okay, technically it's a song, but I don't want anybody to hear this because I don't like it." Mm-hmm. Well, they were usually kind of <laughs> repetitive, and I would say not complete at all. Okay, all they right. They were just that's kind fair. of empty. Okay, feeling. okay. So, that, and that's okay. I kind of use them as like stepping stones towards okay. a better. That makes sense. Sound, but and then just didn't feel like you got there. Yeah, just never. So okay. When I uh, was at talking to my counselor about signing up for classes, CMAS to me seemed like, as a new student, somewhere where I would be taught to make music, not somewhere where I would be free roaming making music. Okay. And honestly, this class Sorry. was a lot better than <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, I wanted to take That's a class for music. Right. No, well, I'm glad you're like here and you're doing amazing stuff. Yeah. I'm just. That's so interesting to me that you walked in understandably thinking it was one thing. And it turned, and out, it turned out to be something. Yeah. And I'm glad you liked the something else that it actually is. But that that is... 
Because I wonder about that for people when they're trying to create stuff too. Like, does that in and of itself create a block? Like the idea of, like I've, I've had students, for example, who are, and some of you have known these people, they are brilliant musicians from a technical standpoint. Mm -hmm. But if you ask them to collaborate with you on something that doesn't previously exist, mm -hmm. they might as well be a complete beginner who's never touched an instrument. Like there are, I've, 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 I've been finding that very fascinating that there is something about having to start with a blank page that can weird people out. See, I don't know. I don't fully get that because, like, I know nothing about music theories. You guys talk music theories, and I'm like, say what? And see, I disagree I just, though because you don't. You might. Like, I haven't looked. I don't know. Like, I don't know them. But I may like subconsciously. That's what know I'm saying. Them. You may not know the jargon, but like you and I have talked about things like melody and harmony and rhythm and how that works together as components of the thing that you're creating. Yeah. We've talked about and that. Like, Just because you don't I, necessarily. I'm not going to lie to you. Freshman year, I probably made like five or six songs no one ever knew about. I know. And they sat. No, there, I know because I would see you working and I would see you kind of like. You'd have oh this no! Look. I never worked on anything in here. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean for the projects, like I get though. But then you would always come up to me afterwards, and you'd be like, "I'm not comfortable sharing this. Can I do something different?" Like you were. There was one song. I remember you were that. afraid. There was, there was one that was like. So that. what happened? Because this year you get up and you sing a cappella, which is honestly, <laughs> on the on the pantheon of things that are terrifying. I think across the board, everybody, that's their biggest fear is beyond even public speaking is public singing. And you're doing it a lot of times without instruments. So what changed? Um, Did well, you get into the, it's my senior year, I won't be here much uh, longer, so who cares what people think? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, freshman year, I was literally just doing the projects as you spit them out, and that was about it. That's okay. Um, and then, like, I had a couple of things just off to the side whenever they popped in my head. So you were doing things, but you were doing things more in a, but I'm just I, going through the motions because I don't know what else to... Kind of, yeah. It was, okay. it was like that, and it was more, it felt like, hey, this is what you're supposed okay. to do. All right. Do it. Okay, and so wait like... a minute. So, nice emperor voice, by the way, from Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> whether you did that on purpose or not. Okay, so so hold on a second. So full disclosure to people who are listening, mm -hmm. this is your second year, but you took two years off. Yeah. Now you would you to be fair, you would always come by. You would say, "Hey, we would talk yeah, or whatever." It wasn't like you were like, "I don't like it," and we just for whatever reason you weren't here. Yeah. So what made me come back? No, what? Well, maybe, but what changed? Because what you are describing oh. of your freshman year, if people didn't know you your freshman year, they would not attribute that. Approach I'm low key or outlook. Still a freshman in how I look and how I act, but um, I don't know. It was just really what made me come back was like, a I love music. That was a big thing, and then I was just kind of tired of theater. I don't know. Like, it, well, I don't want to go into that part of it. And I mean, I mean, I don't want to. No, 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 no. I don't want to go into that. I mean, everybody's well, got their own thing. I, just, I have plenty of people that, frankly, are tired of CMAS and leave CMAS. So that's not. I'm <laughs> saying. I mean, that happens. I mean, that can, I heck, I, just, I sometimes get tired of CMAS, and I'm here every day and made the thing. <laughs> no, what I'm. What I, I I meant. I didn't mean in that context. I meant. What happened within you, that all the stuff that you were afraid of. Like you said, you wrote all these things, but you, and I saw you your freshman year and you would always have, and I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but there was always some excuse. There was always some reason why you weren't gonna. Now this year, 
we had a presentation where we were running out of time, and you were like, can I just stay after and do it as part of the, the lunchtime? That never would have happened your freshman year. So that's what I'm asking you. Actually, what I'm changed? Sure someone else said that, but I just went along with it. Anyway. Okay, but even if that's the case, anyway. your freshman year, you never would have. You would have bolted from the room. I was also always working with a group, and so we just... I think everything actually was recorded my freshman year, so that was kind of part of it. And so, okay. but I don't know. I guess I'm more solitary this year, and like I've been mm-hmm. listening. I'm, I wouldn't say I've been listening to more music, but I've been more expanding your music taste. No, my music oh. taste's always been big. Um, I don't know. It's just maybe I just like life experiences okay. been happening to me lately and so it's just I just find something there's an interesting parallel between what you're talking about and what Cameron talked about at the beginning that you just seem to come to a point where you're like I just don't want to like I'm just not going to f- allow myself to fall into these part, these part traps of it's any really, longer part of it's really just I don't care and so it's That's like I have this music and it's like might as well listen it's like yeah with me it's just like with my music, I used to just be like, it has to sound a specific way, and I can relate. Yeah, it's just like now I just I really do not care what genre it comes up with. Like, I want to start like doing different kind of like stuff, getting my music around, so I could not have as much of a creator's block or writer's block or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, I feel like being less uptight with your music is what can help you expand and get better. That's for sure. But like, okay. That's interesting to me. Can I ask you guys a follow-up question then as our last little bit here? Because we are going to run time a little bit. No, I'm... Does that affect other things for you? Like, like in other subjects matter? Like, like, has your... Without getting into, like, any, like, crazy academic scenarios, but Mm -hmm. I just mean, like, like, you just said that you decided you just were simply not going to worry about how it comes out. You were just going to pursue it. Like, you were not going to let yourself fall into what you felt like were... I'm, I'm maybe changing the terminology but like not allowing yourself to fall into the same traps I mean has that has that also like impacted other things yeah. for you like mm. I noticed I used to I don't know I noticed this like a couple of weeks ago I barely started it but like last year like be, more, or still in the beginning of the year but like more towards the beginning of this year I'd go to school in the morning just like I'd like have like panic attacks before school starts so I was so stressed out because I have to get my grade my GPA up for wrestling starting next mm-hmm. week and I have to get everything rounded up. And I'd go to school really, like, stressed out. Like, school's horrible. I don't get this. I don't get this. Like, I'm not going to get it. And then lately, I've just been coming to school. And I'm just like, I'm not going to be stressed out. I'm just going to go with the day, do my own thing. And then I feel like that's helped me. Like, I'm going to school. And, like, being less uptight is helping me understand my subjects better. I can kind of relate to that just because, like... I'm glad to hear that. You, you know some of the stuff that's mm-hmm. been going on in my life. And, like... Sure. So I'm under a different household, and there's actually less stress on me, but Mm -hmm. it was never self-put stress. It was there from another source, and now that that source really isn't there, I'm not as stressed coming to school. Of course, I'm still dead tired. That's school. and like That's that's being a teenager in high school, I think, unfortunately. That's that's a universal. But, like... Well, I mean, there is something to be said for, like, even just in the creative process, like... I, I I used to say things like, and I still believe it, like, you can channel anger and you can channel fear into something you're making, 
but you can't actually create something while you are actually actively being afraid or actually being yeah. actively angry. Like you, creativity requires you to be in a place of some kind of like, I don't know, peaceful serenity. Yeah, kind of. You have to be in some kind of serene attitude. You have to be in like not necessarily the best mood, but you have to be like. I'm usually in a trance. You have to yeah. be like centered. I don't know. I could, Calm. You, you have, have to, to be, be centered with yourself and um, calm right. in order to create something. Because I've wondered be about that. Like I've seen people, some of you here right now, come in, and I can just tell like this is not going to be. A, is this done. is this is not <laughs> yeah. a good day for them to make anything. And I'm not. I I try never, and I hope I never come across like I'm judging you in that way at all. But you can kind of no. tell when somebody walks in that the stars are not aligned. For stuff to get made today. Yeah. And fighting that, that's the other thing I've had to learn running this program and facilitating it is that, like, if you come in one day, Noah, and it's just very obvious that stuff is just not there, mm -hmm. me basically bearing down on you, forcing you to try to, that's, you might go through the motions, mm -hmm. but it's, it's not the same thing, but it reminds me of this story that Ringo Starr tells about the Beatles going into the studio completely like having experimented with who knows what substances that you shouldn't have in your body. <laughs> I think that's what I like about this class. And they would say, no, but they would, they, he says that they, they would go in and they would think it was the most awesome thing. And then they would, they would listen to it. it the next day and they would be like, oh my gosh, this is like the worst. No one can ever hear this. This is such garbage. Burning. And I kind of feel like when you're stressed or you're feeling beaten down by something externally and you come in here and try to make something it shows it, it, it does and, yeah. and 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 you kind of like you just sit there and you're like nothing's happening nothing's going like it, it it not only does it show i think it goes even further i think it actually can damage the like like let's say you were working on something for several days or even weeks oh and it yeah. was going well mm -hmm. and then you come in on one of those days where things aren't aligned and you force yourself to try to work on it, I think you can it's actually not, damage it. Can. I've done that yeah. multiple times. I, see, and I wonder, see, was that what was causing maybe the whole, I hate this now thing? That's what I did last year. I was just like, I do not like this at all. I was like, I like this class, but I do not like creating this. Because I'd go in, like, really good. Like, I'd, I'd make a project. I was like, this is, like, the best thing ever. Right. And I'd come in, and I'd put, I'd put the headphones on and listen to it, and my entire body would just be like, Mm, this is so <laughs> cringe. <laughs> it's like my entire body would just like implode on myself, oh, and no. I would just get like, I'd start getting like, oh god, this is disgusting. I'd delete, I'd delete it. Right. See, I feel. See, like and that's the worst thing you can do. Delete it. Delete it. If you decide you're not going to use it, then don't use it. But once it's gone, it's gone. That's why. Do you remember a couple of years ago, or even last year, we lost every now and then one of the external hard drives walks oh, away. Oh my god. That yeah. literally. That to me is the wor that's worse than a piece of gear breaking. That's worse than somebody having to say I can't make the show mm -hmm. because it's like that's never coming back. Yeah, all of that. One, one of your posters talks about something like that. Is like once you have an idea, write it down because yeah. it will never. Yeah. Exist I'm glad anymore. you're not deleting things anymore. Yeah, no, I'll that's right. good because your ideas are good. I have a question. Well, yeah, because I'm kind of confused because. Welcome to Siemens. Yeah. Um, so I probably shouldn't you, say that, but it's kind of like a counter question to what we've been talking about. That's right. Are you saying that on certain emotions, it's either not good or worse to write music because it can be damaging, or is it? Because I know people that, especially bandmates I have currently, 
who can write on any emotion, and when they write on certain oh, yeah. emotions, it can not only make the music, in my opinion, better, but it can also bring that emotion back during the playing of the music and almost I, bring the feel. What I okay, no, that, that's fair. What I what I'm I'm not talking about that you shouldn't have the emotions. What I'm saying is is that if you are, for example, if you are actually angry, mm. not I'm drawing on anger from a situation. I mean, if you are in that moment angry. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's space within your creative self at that point to actually make something. I think you I think I think those kinds of things that uh, used a really good word centered. I think the things that pull you off center mm -hmm. create a scenario where you can't necessarily make stuff. Oh, okay. hmm. um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't channel it. I th yeah. I think one of the best things about creating stuff is that it allows you to channel. I think mm -hmm. I mean, I, I will go so far as to say, and forgive the sort of aloofness of this statement, our world as a whole would be so much better off if everybody in it created more stuff. If you took the thing that upsets you and channeled it into some creative anything, whether it was musical or visual art or poetry or literature or, or wh film, whatever, mm -hmm. I think... W people would work better together in general because I think that you develop empathy. Because as soon as you go, oh, I'm so frustrated about whatever that thing is and I, and I'm, this is how I feel about it. This is the thing I did, whatever. And it's like red paint splattered on a canvas or something. One of my biggest, oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, but then I think somebody else goes, you know what, I get that. Maybe I don't get how you execute it. Maybe I don't have the exact same response, but I get how that would make you feel as a concept. Mm -hmm. whereas, whereas now I think a lot of people, and especially I see you guys as high school students, a lot of your peers don't necessarily have an appreciation for getting it out of their system, yeah, you know? And then that creates all the other things about high school that I'm glad I only work here. I just, like, I guess with my question, real quick before Jude goes, I I just, I don't know if the person who's writing it is channeling it or actually feels that way. It's just that their, their character and the way they act about things is very, like, angry at the world, but it produces, like, this music that makes me feel as if he's really in that motion, because not only would... But that, that means it's effective. I mean, Springsteen yeah. is a great example of taking on the personality of a character. Yeah. So maybe this is a variation on that. Like, I don't know. It, and I like, could be wrong. This is just my personal theory. But I yeah. think, and I'm going to keep your words centered, I think the more centered you are, the more creative you can be. And then you see, pull in whatever. They, but I want you to oh, get a chance. I'm oh, sorry. I just want yeah. to make sure you get a chance to... Uh, one of my biggest draws to learning an instrument was I found it as probably the best substitute to reading for culturing your mind and becoming more of a tolerable person, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Sure. I feel that if you put the effort and the dedication to trying to learn an instrument from scratch, especially if you're self-taught, then it not only cultures your mind, but trains you to be a more patient person and uh, more understanding when that's, people will come to you with complaints. That's very zen. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. So I want to take like a minor back step to the okay. whole emotion thing. Is like, I think you can be centered while in an emotion because like, I have I I know some people who have made music while in an emotion, and I've done the same thing. Where there have been times where I'm just completely gur or mm -hmm. like kind of in a very big pit and I'll just like it won't be written down but like I'll just kind of spit out lyrics and music okay. or whatever and it'll be about whatever that is and like I'm not centered I'm not drawing from it I'm still completely angry but 
I'll still be able to make that music. Of course, it's not written down because I'm not going to go and find a pencil once I'm angry. Not necessarily, um, but maybe you do a voice memo. Maybe you yeah. do a video clip, something. I, I, you know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot is just get it down. I don't really yeah. have issue with how you keep a log of your ideas. As long as it's there. Something. Because you can. most people, we can keep two or three of them and then we start to forget them or they get jumbled together. I think the worst time for me to make music is when I'm really happy. Because, okay. like, I get, I don't know, when I'm really happy, I get really uppity and, like, I jitter a lot. <laughs> so, like, when I'm happy and I'm at home and I'm just like, I'm in such a good mood, I'm going to, like, write music. I can't. Like, I feel like when I'm really happy, that's when I get the most blocks when I'm writing music. See, when I'm really happy, it just makes little bimpity bums. You know, maybe it's, maybe it has to do with the way that energy gets focused. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, everybody's yeah. different. I mean, that's part yeah. of it, too, though, is everybody's. You know, mindset. Yeah, like my comment about the emotion thing, that's me. That, yeah. I may be the only person who's like that. I just know for me, I, I can recreate it, but I can't be in it. Yeah. I feel like when I'm set on an emotion, and this is just me, like, but um, when I'm set on that emotion, I feel, well, unless it's happy, I'm kind of, I kind of, I'm in agree agreement with Cameron that when I'm happy, I can't really write stuff, but mm -hmm. when I'm in, you know, I, when I'm Emo sad teenager. or when I'm angry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that wasn't helpful. <laughs> when I'm uh, sad or angry, I just sad. I feel more determined and I feel more that yeah. I can apply myself at that time mm -hmm. because I just know that if I do something creative at this time, You'll the emotion might go. See, and I would I would argue that that's still channeling though because at that oh, point you're not. I mean, just yeah. to me at that point when you're channeling it, mm. you're not actually being angry. You are being you are channeling. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I, 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 and this may be, I mean, we well, may be getting nitpicky at this point. I don't know. Yeah. And I get both of where they're coming from because, like, if you look at our Friday lunch shows, like, most of our songs are either pretty, they're, they're generally very hard-hitting and they're about past experiences and there's usually a bit of pain in all of them. And, like, and as I, teenagers, I, I, that's where most of it's going to I was about to be. say, welcome to being and a teenager like, in high school. That's just well, kind of yeah, where and we're so, at. Like, that's where most of it's going to draw. It's either going to be anger, mm. it's going to gonna be sadness, it's going to be pain, and not a lot of it's going to be happy. Like, maybe building off of that, right. but not... So maybe, happy. maybe as we're, because we're literally just about to run out of time, and I appreciate, this is awesome. This is why I like doing these, because I feel like, again. yeah, we're going to do, yeah. I just, I like these conversations. <laughs> but maybe the point of this school. whole thing, based on what you're all saying, is, is maybe it doesn't necessarily matter what your particular take is on this, but just that you develop a take on it. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. that it doesn't have to be a universal, yeah. consistent thing, but just that you go, this is my version of it this is my mix cool thank you guys so much it is lunchtime yeah. happy birthday you thank you. and happy thursday okay so there you have it another episode of the creativity and music and music education podcast next week will be our fifth uh part of this series our fifth and final part of this series and then we'll be moving on to some other topics with some other guests and some other interesting things regarding uh the creativity of students and the industry and all the things that go with that so again uh this has been creativity and music and music education you can find this podcast anytime on itunes for free please download subscribe whatever it is you might do with podcasts and share uh with others you can always find more uh, online about the Arcadia High School Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program at ArcadiaCMAS.com. It includes a pretty cool uh, recordings archive as well as all kinds of other media and other things regarding how the program works and how I developed it and on and on and on. And you can always find me at RichardMaxwell.net. 
Thanks, as always, for listening, and we're looking forward to uh, talking to you next time. Bye-bye.